Hello, sports fans, and welcome to this week's episode of Pub Talk Rugby League, a podcast where old mates from high school meet up to chat about rugby league. My name is Adam, and I still know very little about football, so I'm joined, like always, with my panel of armchair experts. Smokes. G'day, fellas. Uh, and Principal. Hello, hello. Fans is missing. The Roosters lo- lost the game again. Business as usual, really. Yeah. Raiders didn't have a great week, but you're still here, so we appreciate it, Principal. Committed to the cause. Committed to the cause. <laughs> you should be committed. So, how was everyone's week? I didn't get to watch a bloody single game of football, uh, so just like normal. Uh, Smokes, we'll start with you. <laughs> yeah, I didn't see a lot of the games this weekend, actually. I mean, I caught um, a handful of them. Obviously, I caught the main one, the uh, Saturday night main event, uh, which we'll delve into soon enough. And what about you, Principal? Uh, yeah, I saw... Um sort of the games I usually watch, the Thursday, Friday games, the Saturday games, and um, yeah, a bit of the last ones. The the Probably the cracking game was the, apart from the Raiders-Broncos, that Bulldogs-Eels game at the end of the week as well. That was sort of good to see a different <laughs> result for result. us. Yeah, that one did surprise me. One, that it was being played on a Monday, and two, you know, <laughs> Bulldogs got the win. Uh, all right, well, let's crack, get into it. Uh, Cowboys and Dragons. Uh, Principal, do you watch this one? Uh, yeah, I did, but uh, to be honest, couldn't Don't remember, remember the game. It. wasn't that interesting. <laughs> was but Dragons, ago. Dragons, pretty poor, really. They're um, they're struggling again. They're you know, without Ben Hunt, probably would have been worse in this game. Smokes, what did you? Yeah, I mean, I, I sort of saw the last fifteen, the first fifteen minutes and the last fifteen minutes, and I think it was, I think it might have been twelve nil early to the Cowboys, and when I tuned it in later, it was twenty five to twelve or something like that. So. They looked like they were pretty well in control, as per usual. I mean, they're, they're a class above the Dragons this year, I think. And, uh, yeah, I mean, even, even with a few guys who didn't back up from Origin for the Cowboys, they, um, they still showed enough. I mean, Valentine Holmes backed up and played very strongly. Yeah, Cowboys just doing what they've been doing the whole year. and Pretty much, yeah. All right, uh, that's fine. Titans and Rabbitohs. Rabbitohs uh, pretty convincingly beat Titans, I guess. Yeah. The Titans were in this game for a bit, I thought. They were actually got a bit closer than, than you know, the scoreline suggests. Um, but yeah, Rabbitohs yeah. got the win, which they, they needed to do. Titans just put a lot of pressure on them. Again, you know, these losses are just heaping pressure on them the more that they, mm. um, you know, get the losses every week. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens with their coach. But, you know... They were competitive, but it maybe shows that Souths aren't really uh, where they should be either. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, I think, yeah, as you said, I mean, the Titans put up a, a bit of a fight. That might be more a reflection of the South Sydney side rather than the Titans because um, I don't think Souths have still quite got it right uh, this year. I don't think they've really put a full 80 minutes together against anyone yet so far. I mean... Sort of seen in some of their matches when they played Melbourne, they were so terrible for an hour, and then they, they fought back and made a game of it. And uh, yeah, so I, I they, they were obviously going to be too strong for for uh, for the Titans, and, and they proved to be. But I don't really see either of them doing much this year, to be perfectly honest. Is Latrell Mitchell still out for the Rabbitohs? Yeah, yes. he's he's going to miss one more match, um, which that might be a little bit of a tactical ploy because of um to try and keep him from getting picked for origin maybe yeah, yeah it feels a bit feels a bit rough that that call keeping him off again because he's um he had covid last week i think it was so 
He's um, technically able to play this week, but he, I think they're going to rest yeah, him again. Well, I, so. think they're, they're, they, I think they are actually genuinely concerned about his fitness. I mean, he, he's, he's a guy that takes a while to build his fitness up. Even if he played, I think New South Wales would be crazy to, to pick him this week, yeah. to be perfectly honest. Yeah, I think with the, the centres they got, I reckon that they could um, mm. probably miss him for this yep. game as well. And won't make too much of a difference, I think. Coming in underdone like he would be. Uh, moving on to the other games from Saturday. Uh, yeah, so anyway, Roosters and Storm. I wish uh, Fennel was here to, uh, you know, oh, so give his I. opinions. But anyway. This game just is proving my point that Roosters will miss the eight. <laughs> they can't compete against the teams outside of the eight. Can't compete with the teams inside the eight. <laughs> give oh, it up dear. already. The Roosters are done. Um, <laughs> but you know what? They probably got a bit closer in this game than, than what I would have thought. Well, you lost um, your beer bit. Um, yes. So they, I think they were were they up ten nil early or twelve nil or something like that. Like they were, they certainly had a lead yeah, they, early. They were in the lead. Um, probably I think that was when Kiri was on the field too, and a big big part of the game was when he went off um, concussed. Yeah. Yep. And um, I think Sam Walker was off the field for a little bit as well after he got got that mm. elbow to the face. Um, I only watched bits of this game, but yeah, look, the Storm was pretty classy. They had a Munster backing up from Origin, and you know they did enough to to win. And I think yeah. Roosters, as we said, it, the next couple of weeks are going to be really difficult for the Roosters, and you know it's the start of many losses. And I couldn't yeah, be happier. Well, that's. I mean, look, they yeah, they they certainly put up a good show, the Roosters. But yeah, as you said, Melbourne a little bit too good. Um, yeah, not much else to say. But I mean, I sort of caught the last 25 minutes or so of the All game. Right. Well, but, we've been uh, ripping through those last games. Now, everyone, prepare yourselves because we'll be stuck in this one for a little while. Brisbane Broncos versus the Canberra Raiders. Oh, uh, you should go first. Smokes, winners are grinners, mate, so you can winners go first. Winners are grinners. I agree. I like that theory. I'll go first. Um, well, I think it's very safe to say that we outbraved the brave Raiders. <laughs> Um, the Broncos, the Broncos were very brave in this game. I, they, I would be they, they had the to be first very, to admit they had to they be very, very, very brave because you guys are very brave. So, no, look, extremely uh, brave. That's it. That's it. Uh, look, it was actually a really good game of footy. Uh, first half was very, you know, was, every time the Broncos scored a try, that the Raiders responded, and actually the Raiders because um, they got the extra conversion took the lead. Uh, it was interesting, watching the first half, even though the Broncos are down by two, I actually quite liked what I was seeing from the Broncos' spine. They seem to really be clicking really well. Having Ezra, and that was the first time Ezra Mam has played outside Reynolds, and they looked really crisp together. Uh, that Ezra Mam, I think he's going to be a, a heck of a tell. I think the Broncos may have sort of found their, their long-term option there. Uh, he's certainly showing that he's got the skills there. Uh, Pat Carrigan was just so huge again. He's just a machine. He's pretty much become my favourite player now because that guy's just work rate is just phenomenal. And he had to be good. He had to be good because when it came to that second half, uh, you know, obviously uh, the Broncos had some some cattle drop drop out. I mean, Reynolds went off with a rib injury with about 20 minutes to go. Farmworth went off as well. And Payne Huss went off in the first half with a shoulder issue. So they they had to do it tough, uh, but they they remained calm. They they got they just defended really, really strongly and just sort of, you know, held on from there. And I actually thought Billy Walters had his best game in a Broncos jersey. It's the best he's looked 
um, especially in that hooker position. And for the Raiders, Joe Tarpany, every time he had the ball, I was like, could someone just actually put bring him off his feet, please? So, no, can we? What a, no. be- what a beast he is, isn't it? He just you can't get him to the ground. It happens yeah. week in, week out. Yeah, and, he, he um, he's just so lot. strong, isn't he? And it's such, um, it's such an advantage point when you can get a player who can do that because then you get the quick play the balls. You're already on your feet to yeah. play the ball. It makes such yeah. a such a difference when you got a forward who can do that consistently. Man, that 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 gets you off to a good start. And he was very good. He's been good all year. Um, yeah. So yeah. So that's look. I, I don't think there's much to. I mean, I, I just think it's a pretty good game of footy, to be honest. I think Can- Canberra would have beat most teams. Um, the Broncos, you know, at home, they're very difficult to beat. And, you know, they, they, they got through. I mean, what do, what do you think, Principal? I agree. Um, it was a great game of footy it, because it was close. It was exciting. Um, unfortunately, Ricky Stewart's master game plan of taking three Broncos players out in key positions <laughs> it didn't work. They, they did no, they didn't do it early enough. They went to do that in the first uh, fifteen minutes. They would have, you know, unfortunately. Then, so we then, then you've got us. So we missed that one. But um, no, actually, the first half. The, what stood out for me that first half was so fast. That was um, it went try yeah. for try. I'm pretty sure, yeah. and um, it was a it was quite a it was a great really fast quality game of footy that first half um and the, you know the Raiders got that lead going to the half and it was they looked all right um but what 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 irritated me I think in the game was Raiders just lacked the same issue that is, is sort of crept back in a little bit in this game what it was early in the season just that game management they should have won this game they had the, the, mm. the game was there for the Raiders to win and they 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 made a few errors. That was throughout the game. There was a couple of players that made a lot of errors. Mm. Um, Savage probably had his probably the, probably one of his worst games in that game, well, just with some, he's, some he's silly errors. But he's an interesting one, isn't he? Because he he did some great things with the he did some great things too. He made some really strong runs, a lot yeah. of meters, but he come up with about three or four errors too. So he was very mixed, wasn't he? Yeah, I mean he's he's going to be like that. I think as a player for a long time, for a couple of years, he's going to be that that type of player, but. Um, hmm. Yeah, there's a few things like that, but it was just towards the end where they, you know, Broncos were down troops, Raiders had their chances. There was, um, hmm. you know, the, the game was there to win, and they they probably, I feel like Fogarty, Jack White, and actually he was a little bit quiet that game as well. Hmm. They probably needed some one of those two to stand up. The kicking yeah. was again in, inconsistent. So yeah, yeah, it was Brisbane deserved to win. It was just um, they did they did fantastic. They were down to what fourteen. Players, yeah, pretty much. And game, I, think so. I think you're right. Like Canberra certainly had enough time to take advantage of that. And it was, it was yeah. like that because let's, there was about 20 minutes or so when they were down to that 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 amount. And I was like, oh, the next, you know, the next 10 minutes is so important. And when Brisbane got through that, even though there's still 10 minutes to go in the game, I actually felt pretty confident at that point. I was like, you know what, the way we're defending, I, I think we're okay. And, and then yeah. that last five minutes or so. Canberra then had to push the pass, a couple of errors, and that allowed Brisbane to sort of just, you know, keep the ball up the right end of the field and, and sort of made that, that last few minutes a bit easier for them. So um, yeah. I, th- I still think Canberra were pretty good. As I think they would they beat all the lower-ranked think, teams with that sort of performance. Oh, definitely. I, I think it was probably just the... Oh, I don't want to call Brisbane classy, but I'm going to. The class, the class of some of Brisbane's players just put that pressure on the second half and Raiders mm. just couldn't... Couldn't get the points. They, they were they yep. were really struggling. So I think that's what stopped. But they, you're right. They would have beaten anyone below them on the ladder and mm. a couple above as well. Probably, so yeah. I think so. They yeah. um they I think the, the the most important thing for the Raiders is 
hopefully they don't lose any confidence of, in that last half because they've got mm. a couple of really winnable games, but they, they really need to be what they were in that first half, especially against the Broncos. Yeah. They'll, they'll easily account for the next couple of games before the bye. So yeah. I think that's what, what I'm hoping they can do. But yeah, it was, just, it was a really good game to watch. It was actually, mm. you know... Would have preferred if it was you know forty to <laughs> twenty four, but you know it was it was yeah. good. You know, as far as these games go, I've been very disappointed with a lot of games against the Broncos, especially mm. the ones up in Suncorp. So yeah, it's <laughs> it was, oh, that's it. Was it. And that's the other thing: the Raiders don't have a good record there. I think the only time they've won there in the last buddy ten or twelve years is when you came up to watch it. Oh, what a game that was as well. <laughs> that that I think that was the last time they won. I, I don't Probably. know if they won. I think it might have been. And, yeah. um, and, um, yeah, that was, that was mm. a long time ago. So, All right, boys, wrap up the love fest. Is there any other games? Who cares about the other games? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's right. We can, we can quickly chat around the other three games that yeah, were... Uh, three or four games, sorry, that were Sunday and Monday. So West Tigers and Manly, I think we all picked. Yeah, Manly. No, Manly. Manly. I mean, I think it was 6-4 at half time to Manly. So, and... and there was a the, obviously the big one was that uh, Brent Naden getting sent off with about sixteen or seventeen minutes to go, and you could see as soon as he did, he was like, "Oh shit!" Like he didn't. It was an accident, but straight away it was a no. He has to go. He has to go. He just buried his head into China nearly, um, but no, he uh, he had to, he had to go, and I think Manly put on two or three tries after that to sort of close it out. Yeah, poor old Brett Kamali's finding out what it's like to be a coach of the Tigers. Mm. It's not going to be a fun rest of the year, I don't think, for him. But It's a very stressful job. And then the next game, Newcastle and Penrith. I think I did watch about 10 minutes of this, and then I saw Penrith were like in front by so many points. Mm. And I'm like, oh, Newcastle got no chance. I'm just going to turn off and <laughs> let the kids watch TV. Yeah, I, I think I saw it up to about 18-0. I went, yeah, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think a lot of people did that because I did the same thing. Um, yeah. Once you knew what the, the result was going to be, it was sort of... It's yeah. very much one-way traffic, this game. And the only reason I watched it at that point, I was like, you know what, Penrith have got some guys backing up, a couple of guys from Origin missing. Maybe, maybe there's a slither of hope for Newcastle. No. <laughs> just, they just weren't nope. even close. And the real concerning thing for Newcastle is that they're getting belted a lot, but a lot of the times they're getting belted, it's on their own home patch. Like, they're getting belted at home, and that's not, that's not like Newcastle. Even in years where they struggle a bit, they're usually... Still tough to beat at home, and they're getting flogged every week there at the moment. They had the bye last week, so they should have been fresh, mm. or at least most of their team should have been fresh. Yeah, and yeah they just got, they got slogged. Anyway, uh, moving on, uh, New Zealand Warriors and the Sharks. The Warriors couldn't beat them when they were down to 12 players. How are they going to beat them when they had a full 13? <laughs> full, full. That was never going to happen. <laughs> Look, again, this is a game I only saw very, very small glimpses of. I think that was the Sunday night game. Uh, I can't really comment much, but I'm not surprised by that scoreline. Um, you know, Cronulla, they, they, they had a bit of a rough patch for for a little while there, for a month or so, but um, they're starting to get a bit of stability. But it was Dale Finucane back in the lineup. He, he he makes such a big difference to that side. So looking at that sort of scoreline, I'd, I'd kind of be surprised if he wasn't there. But uh, no, they're too good, Cronulla, obviously. New Zealand are just struggling. They, as I said last week, they just need to get home. Uh, and then Monday, the surprise of the round, I think, uh, Bulldogs beating oh, Parramatta. Take it away, Principal. This this game had one of my, the, my favourite moments of probably the last few months of footy, right? I think I know Mitchell Moses <laughs> makes a break. He's looking all... He's so happy with himself. He's just trotting over the line. 
And, and then you got Matt Burton from behind, smacks the ball out. How embarrassing. It was just, it was glorious to watch. I just loved it. You know, serves him right. What are you, what, what's he doing just cantering over the try line? When Matt, Matt, Matt Burton smacked his balls from behind doggy style. <laughs> Look, you know what? That I, and look, I kind of like seeing that too because I actually think Mitchell Moses is a bit of a smart ass, and that yeah, that's, that's a personal opinion. That's just what I think. He's a bit like he, he's a good player, but I think he's a bit of a smart ass, and um, and I think that kind of showed it a little bit. That was that was arrogant the way he went to put that ball down. He should have dived over the line. He should have. Yeah, that's hundred percent. That's why players dive over the line because they secure possession of the ball and make sure it can't get knocked out like that. And that yeah. that just summed them up. They were, and I again I only saw some of this game because it wasn't a public holiday up here in Queensland. So, uh, that bloody right woeful. And, and look, the dogs were great, but I remember looking at the penalty penalty count at half time. I think it was seven two or seven three in favour of Parramatta. So it's not like the dogs' discipline was very good, and they were still up. What was it, sixteen nil or eighteen nil at half time? Parramatta in this game, they lost so they. They made so many errors. It was mm. just like an error fest for them. It was they were so far off the game, but I think the Bulldogs just played with so much energy. This is um, they were aggressive. Yeah, yeah, enthousi- They were enthusiastic. They were aggressive as well. Matt Burton was in a lot of things. Even that, just that effort on Mitch Moses. I mean, they should yeah. be showing that to the you know replaying that to the rest of the team. No, I think they were leading. You know, it's like they never give it up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But it's just that extra effort, just in case. You know, I mean. Nine times out of ten, that's not going to happen. You wouldn't mm. be as stupid as Mitch Moses but was. If, but, you put you there you know, ten, if you put yourself there ten times, exactly, you'll get yeah. one. So that's that's yeah. yeah. And look, I'll tell you now, he he could be a bit of a smoky for the uh, the utility spot for New South Wales now. Burton. Yeah, he's, uh, he's, he's come um, up with a pretty strong performance, and he does have a pretty good uh, combination with the Penrith fellas from playing with them for the last few years. So it's a possibility. Yeah, he's, he's got to be close to the mix. I mean, I still think, given that Hines is already there, he probably because Pappenhausen's been ruled out now anyway. Yeah. Um, so you'd think possibly um, Hines would get it, but you know he wouldn't be out of place. He's he's fantastic, and probably the other thing talking point in this game was Ado Carr scored three tries. He was yeah. He again, the energy he was he was showing in this game was fantastic. So it was um yeah, it was just really good to see, and I, I reckon. They've got to put Ado Car back in. I, you know, it's going to be hard to get rid of Tupo, but I, mm. you know, I feel like Ado Car should have been there to start off with, and I, I really hope that you know to see him play. Well, for he's himself. he's given himself a chance because I mean the two games he's played since he missed selection, he scored five tries, so he couldn't have yeah. done much else to, you know, stand out and say, "Hey, I'm I'm still here if you need me," sort of thing. So it just comes down to whether they think Tupo. Um, did enough in game one. I thought he was pretty good personally in game one. So, and, and he's I so guess hard also, to drop, isn't he? Yeah, he's so well, hard to and, drop and the other thing is, that. you've got to wonder if um, if they're still worried about the aerial assault because there's no doubt Selwyn Cobbo has the um, has the reach advantage over Adokar. So that that might be that could still be played, but we'll see. I mean, yeah, are they on the same I, side I of the you field? You can create a good argument for both of them. All right, uh, that brings us to the end of round fourteen. Phantom. Like like typical Phantom uh, had a shocker of tips. He had three out of eight. I'm taking credit for him getting one of those wrong by egging him on to tip the Knights. Yeah, uh, Principal <laughs> did all right, six out of eight, and Smokes and myself got seven out of eight. So good on your bookies. 
Can't believe the Bulldogs cost me a perfect round. How did the yeah, Bulldogs exactly. cost you a perfect round? Like, seriously. <laughs> I, I reckon it cost so many people a perfect round in that oh. game, in the, this week's tipping, but... Um, I'd be curious if I had money on it. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. Season-wide, Principal and Phantom are both on 70 out of 109. Uh, I'm there with 75 out of 109, and Smoke still way in front at 81, so... Uh, good on your smokes. Uh, I still can't find the power rankings. I checked just before yeah, we recorded. Yeah, I'm not sure if they've stopped doing them. I tried to have a look for it too, but I mean, it's pretty obvious that the Broncos are number one. Um, well, after the after the bravest performance. I don't know about Penrith, mate. They're, of all time, have they lost the game, Penrith? Oh yeah, but they're yeah, they must have lost they're, one. They're, right? they're all they're all on um, they're all on peptides, so right, it doesn't right, count. Right. That's fine. <laughs> you know, they're, they're not improving, so you know they lose. They that's they drop down. Mate, when you're at number one, one there's uh, nowhere else yeah, to go, right? When, when, <laughs> when there's you're... nothing left to improve on, you can't improve anymore. <laughs> so you when you, you were know, like so six then... a couple of weeks ago. And you keep winning. Yeah, okay, good on you. You keep going up. Oh, no. All right, well, since Principal gave his power rankings last week, Smokes, would you like to give your power rankings apart from, you know, number yeah, one? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, coming up in 15th place... Oh, okay. Let's just top three, mate. <laughs> is, ...is the Roosters, because um, they are just absolutely woeful against Melbourne. They should, have, they should have carved them up, but they didn't. Got out to an early lead. And just this, this power rankings has become very... Very accurate, I feel. You I know, before so. it was a little bit shaky. The last two weeks, this has just been remarkably true and I, accurate. But anyway, I think, Cam- I think Canberra, despite a loss, about seventh. You know, they're up against they're up against a pretty handy team. You know, and they they just fell short. And then I'll I, take I, that. I, I'll, I'll be I'll be fair. I'll give the Broncos second. I'll let Penrith just just stay above them. Just be a smidge. Okay, I guess dropping Melbourne down to third and North Queensland to fourth. That's fine. I'll, oh, I'll no, take Melbourne it. Oh, and Melbourne are, are out by default on the count of their Melbourne, so Cowboys are there. <laughs> right, okay, <laughs> fair enough. All right, on to some actual news headlines. Uh, the true. NRL is set to expand to 10 teams as four more clubs added for season 2022. Ooh, this is exciting. No, you'd be, good, you'd be pumped up, Principal. Yeah, I'm very excited. This is, as I said, I was hoping the Raiders would get a look in for the, the extra teams getting added to the. Comps, so they've got the Raiders, Sharks, Cowboys, and Tigers yep. added to the comp now, which is great. Um, I think they did really good putting the Cowboys and Raiders in, and then yep. two Sydney teams just evens it up, I think. you know, um, Disappointing the, the Warriors still haven't got a team in. Yeah, I, assume, I assume they're going to hold back for a little while because they've been here for so long. Maybe they just need to, to get back home and reset everything. I imagine if they add yeah. a couple more teams in a couple of years' time, they'll probably get one of them. But I think, imagine, um, yeah. apart from them, it's only really like Souths, Manly, uh, and a couple of others who don't have sides now. So, uh, yeah, no, it's. Uh, I think it's great. I think um, the you know you, you, there's a good mix. You got three the three Queensland teams. You got six New South Wales teams, and then the the team from from Canberra, obviously. So, uh, and yeah, it'll it'll, it'll the, the more teams you get in there, the more of these women get a chance to play, and and the the stronger the competition will become. Uh, yeah. And it'll create more awareness now that there's there's more teams, there's more money involved, which means they'll get paid more, which means they'll become more professional, and it will become a better game to watch. I mean, I don't yeah. think it's a great game to watch, but it'll get better. So I think it's, I think it's wonderful. I think it's just uh, probably supporters like me. So, I, you know, I didn't really watch it because yeah. the team I support wasn't playing. Yeah. I think we said it before. So you're adding in four extra teams. You, you imagine you're adding in well, a lot of extra supporters, yeah. of course. Yeah. So. Um, and I'll be watching, you know, with the Raiders game. So I feel like it's um, it's given us some something extra to watch as well. 
Yeah. And yeah, I'm very excited. I think it's fantastic. I, I can't wait till they can get a full full competition, but I think they're doing the right thing, doing it slowly over time. Easing it in, yeah. While they, while the right yeah. Thing. Just for longevity, I think it'll be, you know, it'll be much better in the, the long term. So it's been, yeah, it seems really good. Very exciting for next year. Tongan star set for huge origin call as Kiwi swing axe on Warriors star. Yeah, the test teams, the test squad's name for New Zealand and, and uh, Tonga, which is a great match to have on that representative weekend. I think, is that, the, is that on Saturday night? Do we know? I can't I think it's remember, the Saturday game. Yeah, yeah, that'll be awesome. Because uh, I think maybe the Friday is probably the women's origin match. So, uh, yeah, that's... that's uh, I, well, this story's... Just before we started, it actually got, I actually saw a headline that broke that... Because um, this, this story here is about how Katoni Staggs and Daniel Tupo, obviously named in the New South Wales team for Game 1... Uh, have been named in the Tongan squad, and because the match is on the same weekend, they can't play for both. Uh, I did see something saying that they have declared their allegiance to New South Wales, though. So they will have to drop out of the test match next Saturday. However, if they don't get picked for Australia at the end of the year, they can still play for Tonga in the World Cup, which would be fantastic. Um, But there's some some good stories out of both of these test lineups. I noticed, you know... I had a keen interest with a couple of Broncos. And Tamate Martin uh, made the New Zealand squad, which is a, just an amazing comeback considering what he, he's gone through the last few years of the brain the brain bleed uh, to come back and play as well as he has with the Broncos. And he's earned himself a spot for test side. And and Jordan Rickey has also been named in the squad, which is, which is again, off the back of some good club form. Uh, but, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to that test match. I think it'll be a really good battle. Yeah, they're strong teams, aren't they? They're... Mm. Um... I mean, Tonga oh, now, yeah. the, the players they're attracting to, to play for them are fantastic. And hopefully um, Samoa and some of those other teams can start doing that as well. I think oh, yeah. there was, um, they, they mentioned earlier, I think on probably NRL 360, that they're nearly at the point where Tonga can become that, that tier one nation. They've got to be in close. Terms of, um, they're so close. Because, you know, they're going to be competitive on against... New Zealand on, on in that game, oh, definitely, and you definitely. know, they, depending on how Australia play and what happens there, they they'd be competitive as well against them. And you know, you look at the other team, England. You know, they more than competitive against them. I think so. It's um, yeah, it'd be good to see. Yeah, I mean, the good thing was just before COVID uh, sort of set in, and they, and they were playing um, some regular Test matches. Tonga, they actually have a victory against New Zealand, England, and Australia. They did knock yeah, Australia off yeah. in a test match. I remember Katoni Staggs was playing halfback for them, of all things. Uh, so they've, um, you know, they, they, they've got to be close. And because they've got a few former Kiwi players in their lineup now, like Jason Talmalolo and, and guys of that ilk, I mean, that, that makes them a really formidable lineup. And, and I know it's with the Kiwi team too. They, look, they're a strong squad as well because they don't have to rely on picking a guy like Sean Johnson anymore, who's not in form. They've got so many good halves. I mean,. You've got uh, Jerome Hughes from the Storm and, and Dylan Brown from Parramatta and Kieran Foran's playing some pretty good footy for Manly too. So they're a pretty good squad. Yeah, it's good. It's, um, you know, it sort of makes it think, you know, if you could get Tonga, you know, obviously there's a pay discrepancy between the top and the mm. next tier down. If yep. you could get them up to that level, you could have a few more test matches through the year or at the end of the year. Mm. I think it'd be, fed, like, it'd be really good to see, you know, if they... You, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to involve England all the time, but the, you know, Tonga, Australia, New Zealand, you could have like a, a sort of a tri-series yeah. test type thing and I yeah. think it'd be really interesting to see those. So, yeah, you never know, but yeah, it's good to see. I can't wait. I'm looking forward to that game actually in a 
Yeah. And uh, Wayne Bennett's assisting with the coaching along with Dean Young because their regular coach, uh, I think it's Christian Wolf, coaches St Helens in the Super League and he can't get here for the match. So uh, see if uh, Uncle Wayne rubs a bit of his, ma- uh, you know, sprinkles a bit of his magic dust over the Tongans. See how they go. All right. Uh, he was the main reason. Kickouts, huge Bulldogs admission following Barrett's axing. Uh, just interesting because he um, obviously th- there were questions when Barrett got sacked as to whether these guys they've signed for next year would still be wanting to go there and whether they'd try and find a way out. His comments are very interesting. It's like, oh yeah, you know, I, I I really like enjoy being coached by him. I get along really well with him. Blah blah blah. So look, I think he's still going to go there, but just interesting to to see that he's sort of commented on it. Just shows how much of you know unravel this whole. Canterbury thing oh, is with all these players. It's just what a mess. But yeah, you think I, you know, I think he was also saying he hopes um, Serraldo goes there for um, mm. you know because of his connection at Penrith as well. But yeah, yeah, it's interesting. Oh, I think we know who the dogs' next coach will be. I thought it was announced. I thought when I saw my bloody phone blow up, I'm like, oh, okay, it happened. Yeah. We were right. We predicted it. But I'm guessing from the stories we've picked. It hasn't been officially announced yet. And, and we're obviously talking about the rumours of Bradley Fittler being named the next. Look, I, I, the, I think the reason it hasn't been announced is I don't see why you would announce it halfway through the Origin series. Yeah. No, you wouldn't I do think it. You that's, would surely I think not. that's why it's being held off. But I, I think it's going to happen. Actually, that's a good question. Do you think that the... Uh, out, like the the result of this year's state of origin will have any impact on this, or we think he's just going to get it no matter what. Look, I think if the, if New South Wales to win, he he definitely get. But look, I I personally I don't think it'll matter either way. I think he's just going to do it because he's he's expressed an interest to want to be a head an NRL head coach. The other thing too, and this is a little bit of the Queenslander coming out in me here. I think Freddie took over the New South Wales team at the perfect time because he took over when all those legends Smith. Um, Thurston, Cronk, they're all gone. So it was a weakened Queensland team. Now Queensland have got some pretty bloody handy players coming through. Again, you might be thinking, you know what? It's a good time to get out. <laughs> so uh, I, I agree. Just it out there. I, right. yeah, I, I don't, you know, I think he's maybe not as good a coach as what everyone builds him up, but I think Phil Gould loves him and I think that's why he's... I hope you protect him with Gould there. He'll get whatever yep. he wants. Offered Aladdin's Cave, Seabold's Broncos, Nightmare, a warning for Serraldo, Tigers and Bulldogs. Okay, the story is obviously talking about how going for these inexperienced coaches can can backfire, even despite them having a, a long... Well, so going for these inexperienced coaches at weak clubs can really backfire. And, and I tend to agree yep. with it. If, you're, if you've got a club who is right down the bottom of the barrel... You need you're generally better off going with someone who's experienced or, or someone who's gone through that before. I'm gonna go. I've been through this. I've got plenty of experience. I know how to get us from the bottom to the top. Um, now Cameron Seraldo, All reports are that everyone loves being coached by him, but you know everyone said the same thing about Trent Barrett. How did his coaching career go? Not very good. Uh, they've all said it about Adam O'Brien because he spent so many years in the Melbourne system and also in the Roosters system. How's he currently going? Uh, it, it doesn't just automatically translate assistant, good assistant coach becomes good head coach. Uh, yeah. It just doesn't work that way. And I, I think it's ridiculous for the Tigers to be offering 
an unproven coach a five-year deal. I think that is ludicrous. It's just history repeating themselves all the time with yep. the Tigers. Um, I think it'd be mad to go to Tigers or Bulldogs, to be honest. I think um, you th- maybe if he held out, you know, have a look at Craig's, Craig Fitzgibbon, right? Like yep. he was linked to every single team for mm. years, right? And he, he picked a team that's not in complete disarray. He, you know, Sharks were sort of probably middle of the ladder. The table, yeah. They made, they were sort of in and out of the top eight the last couple of years. And um, you know, look what he's been able to do because he could put mm. his processes in and, and things yep. he wants to bring, but he's not starting from scratch. Yep. You started Tigers, you started Bulldogs. Maybe not Bulldogs because so they've got some good players next year, but somewhere like a Tigers, you're starting yeah. from scratch. You're going to have some pain. A lot, next, lot, yeah. The and first couple of years of your coaching career, you're mm. going to be just chasing your tail trying to, to play catch-up. And um, yep. you think, have a look at some other teams in the next year or two that might come up. You mean... Um, O'Brien from the Knights, he's got to be shaky, and you yeah. know they're not they're not that that as lower down as, and well, they, they, um, they've at least not got as a bad marquee as the Tigers. Player. You think a marquee player, player, and yeah. you, maybe they've got enough there. You know he might be able to work with with what they got. You think yep. they'd be better off than than someone like that? So the, well, you know you could have other teams that would pop up, and there might be you know less work, and you can actually get you know so, somewhere that be might pop up for Seraldo. Is his current club now? Bear with me. Obviously, Ivan Cleary could keep that job as long as he wants at the moment because of how well they're going. However, the last few weeks there's been some very significant health issues with him that have come out. He had um, he he was in intensive care, I think, when he caught COVID or whatever it was. He's had, he's got these blood blood clots in his leg or, or in his legs. All these issues that, that I saw a story about that a few days ago. So. He, you know, if Penrith won the premiership this year, what's to say that he might go? You know what? I've won a couple of premierships. I've coached for a long time now. I'm having health issues. I'm going to step away. Yeah. So you, you know, I, mean, what, I, I know it's a bit out of left field, but that that could be a very real possibility within the next two or three years. Did he, he just resign a bunch of like his contract because it was his father and son uh, dynasty sort of yeah, thing? Yeah, he did. Yeah. He did, oh, but that was sort of stuff, before yeah. all these health issues come up. So I just wonder, like, if you get all these health issues and you're a head coach, it's not, it's not good for you. <laughs> I mean, coaching's mm-hmm. not good for your health as it is. Um, God, I'm coaching my son's soccer team. It's not good for my health. They're only 10-year-olds. <laughs> it's not easy. you got to breathe, Snakes. You've got to breathe. <laughs> but uh, it's interesting. They've lost the plot. Kent fumes as Storm star Felice Kafusi. Great escape exposes NRL's big problems. High tackles, right? Or elbows or something. And look, I, I want this. I want this to be taken in the fact that I'm. This isn't to be biased here because I actually don't really care if Elise Kafusi's in the Queensland team or not because I think we've actually got better players than him. But I don't think this was that big a deal. I mean, there, as he hit with, it's not like he took his arm off his head and slammed it into it. Like they ran into each other and then he fell down. His arm never sort of went off his face and, and went again. They, they both fell and he landed on top of him. I, I didn't think there was a great deal in it, to be perfectly honest. It was unfortunate. It was an accident. I didn't think there was... Yeah, I thought I probably thought the opposite, opposite with that one. There was... Um, they showed some footage of similar things he does and that it was that extension of the arm to, re- you know, yeah. when, it, when it was to slam the head into the ground. I, I was sort of opposite to that. Um, yeah. But, you know, oh, and he's got and, form and, in, in that area. But 
I guess that's it. Is one there, there seems to be people who are on both sides of the fence with it. And as I said, I, I want to make clear that's not like a oh he's a Queenslander. I wanted to make sure he didn't get suspended because I think we've got better players who could take his position in the side. I don't think he, I think he's solid for Queensland. I don't think he's brilliant. Uh, but look, you know, I, I guess I do agree with the main point they were talking about with this is like he was charged with dangerous contact, but because it was such a low charge, it's just a fine. And I sort of agree like. If you're charging someone with dangerous contact, you should be facing time on the sideline. Not, oh, you can get away with it with a fine. I mean, a fine is like if you, you know, incidental things. Like, you stuck your foot out to trip someone, so you've got a grade, grade one tripping charge. I mean, that's a fine for me, you know, things like that. But dangerous contact should be your facing time. All right. Uh, last one here. I swear to God, I'm going to get this wrong. They don't waste time. Why Roosters' Kiri concerns could trigger an all-in monster move. This is just typical of those filthy, rotten, salary sombrero grubs. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, just, we'll just punt another one of our premiership-winning halves to recruit a premiership-winning half from Melbourne. Gee, what does this sound like? Ah, uh, Mitchell Pearce and... Cooper Cronk. Cooper Cronk? Is, 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 this, is this eerily similar? We'll get rid of the guy who stayed loyal to us for so many years and won us a premiership. In fact, he won them two, this guy. So he's done twice what Mitchell Pearce done. Now, we'll just boot him because he's having a couple of headaches. We'll, we'll just go and pinch uh, Melbourne's marquee player. What a bunch of filthy grubs. Agree completely. <laughs> All right. We're going to wrap this up. Uh, and that's, obviously why the, that's obviously why the story's there. They're drawing comparisons to what yeah. happened about you know four or five years ago. Uh, I don't think Munster will end up there. Well, I'm honest, done butchering everyone's name, so we'll move on to uh, Supercoach. <laughs> uh, Smokes. <laughs> Supercoach, back in the winner's uh, circle because our, our players backed up from origin magnificently to score us 1,107. And we're currently six on the ladder, taking on Team 7. So, real uh, battle. All right, cool. Uh, everyone lost B bets last week, so that was uh, easy maths for me to do because everyone took everyone else's beat bets and uh how it was so fandom's still on four principles on 30 and smokes on 38 uh so who's got to be a bet for me this week bulldogs to go two in a row against the 13th placed west tigers no oh, i i think it's gonna make a phantom take it <laughs> uh, i'll put four beers on I the line phantom will take this one he'll take we it we won't make him yep uh, I'll have do four one, beers. That's a good bet for four him. Four beers. Least. All right, principal. Before origin selection, Whiten scores a hat trick. Oh, yeah, I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take it. If he was know. playing in the centres, I might agree with you. He's a 5'8", though, so you might set up three tries. I don't know if he'll score three. So I will happily take that one, and I'm going to assume... Just, uh, oh, the Phantom probably can't. Just can give he, that the smoke. How many beers, sorry? No, he probably doesn't have enough now. He's got no beers. He'll just have to... Oh, you know, we'll go we'll go two. Two This is a bit of a long-reaching... He's not very thirsty <laughs> this week, so... All right. Uh, Principal, how's those push-ups going, mate? Uh, terribly. I can't move. And <laughs> I wish I never did it. Uh, no, they're going, they're going well. I've done every single push-up. Uh, you know, we've uh, got some great donations. So I'll persist, even though... My chest, arms, everything hurts, and it's just been torturous. Today we had the biggest day, so it was 223 push-ups today, which I finished just before I came on to here. And um, so, yeah, I'm getting through it, and, you know, looking forward to when this finishes in two weeks' time. And this is the real reason why he doesn't hold a pen 
As somebody who edits this podcast, it's really good when you don't hold pens because you don't tap pens and you don't make that sound. <laughs> and what about uh, Phantom? Has he been sending you some form videos or anything? No form videos this time. I think I don't even know if he's doing them. Is he even doing them? We've got to get someone to the Facebook page. No, he's know. doing it. He's actually doing. Um, I think he's, he's doing double, double, isn't he? So yeah, he's yeah. doing. He's doing. So he had to do like so. four hundred and forty or something today. Uh, you know, I don't even know how you do that. I was struggling to do no, the, the 223rd push-up. I was done. So yeah, um, but yeah, he's been he's been aiming to do double. So it's been he's that's been oh, fantastic. That's screw that. Good. That's probably why we haven't seen the form videos because he probably can't press send at the end of the day when he's done that many push-ups. He's just wrecked. Listeners, keep your eyes peeled to the Pub Talk Rugby League podcast Facebook page. If there are we'll any form it. videos, we'll share them on that. And that brings us to round fifteen tip: uh, Dragons and Rabbitohs smokes. Uh, Rabbitohs, Rabbitohs, a bit too strong for the Dragons. But, you know, they might be in with a chance of Dragons. Rabbitohs aren't that great. I'm sure I think the they'll bookies be on the Rabbits. Yeah. Tip Rabbitohs. Yeah, $1.45. I, I don't even have to look at the yeah. other side. I know it's going to be them. All right, so for this week, I copied Smokes' tips last week because I haven't been doing well. This week, I've called in a favour for my son. He's doing the tipping ah. this week. So, so we've got some interesting tips. So we're going... <laughs> Dragons for the first nice. time. Nice. I was going to say, is a, to, to your, like, what, seven-year-old, is, is a oh. dragon going to beat a rabbit? Of course he's, a dragon's going to beat a rabbit. He's Well, he actually does watch a bit of footy, so he does know the teams as well, but it, it appears that he's done a lot of uh, mascotting through this. <laughs> mascotting. Series, so. I love it. Mascotting. <laughs> mascotting. New word. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, let's go principal. Sea eagle versus <laughs> cowboy. Sea eagle and a cowboy. <laughs> Clearly, the, clearly the, the Eagles. Name. Hopefully the Cowboys, <laughs> No, right? the Cowboys are shocking names according to my son, so we're going Eagles. <laughs> Eagles. The Eagles rock, oh. eh? Um, oh, I'm going to be the, the voice of sanity here and tip the Cowboys. All right. Uh, Melbourne Storm versus Broncos. Smokes, I'm going to assume Broncos, right? Yeah, I will. If you'd asked me at the start of the season, I would have been my name, Melbourne. But no, I'm 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 gonna say, even without Reynolds, I'm I'm back in the same. We've got Tyrone Roberts playing half back this week. That's very interesting. Uh experienced campaigner. The bookies aren't going your way, so I'm going Melbourne. No, and you know what, those odds are look, Melbourne are favourites and deservedly so. They're at home and we're missing our captain. Those odds are ridiculous. Five dollars for a team who's won their last seven uh won their last uh, I agree seven with in you. a row. That's, I also think that might be a good ridiculous. cheeky bet to put on. Five bucks on that would be uh Oh, I'll, prob- I'll be having at least 10 on it. <laughs> I think at Amy Park, I yeah, I reckon the Broncos will be oh, struggling without, I th- without I their Melbourne, namesake yeah. of Adam Reynolds. Yeah. Um, yeah. But my tip for this week is that obviously the horses are scared of thunderstorms, so we've gone right. Melbourne. Melbourne Storm, mate. Uh, Sharks versus Titans, Principal. We are going... Um, what's it? Oh, I was going to say, does, does your kid know what a <laughs> Titan is? <laughs> A Titan. Titan. Yeah, this this. Yeah, right, fair enough. Oh, Teen Titan. Teen Titan. Oh, actually, no. We've got a bit of a lifetime ban on a bit of a heat on sharks <laughs> fair in enough. our family. So living in shark territory, uh, supporting yeah. the Raiders, it's been tough. So I'm sure that's what yeah. he's done. Well, I'm gonna be up, up, Cronulla. Right, Sharkies. All right. The boys in the black. New Zealand Warriors versus Panthers. I think that's a very obvious one. It's gonna be Panthers all round, boys. Yeah. Even if your son picked the Warriors, I hope you're not going to go with him on this one. 
Nah, he's gone Panthers. That's I think good. he likes Panthers. He, he's, a he's a smart boy, that one. Probably doesn't quite understand what the Warriors are, to be honest. All right. <laughs> uh, Parramatta versus Roosters. Smokes, let's go with you. Oh, that's a tough one. Uh, I... After that shocking loss last week. I'll back the Eels. They're the sort of team who'll probably come out and be world beaters next week. And then week. principal, I'd normally just assume Eels because they're not Roosters, but I don't know now. I didn't influence him, but I... He hasn't got over the grand final either, so he's gone the Eels as well. <laughs> it was a dark day in, in your household, wasn't it? Uh, all right. Oh, you should see the stuff we got up in our house. All right. Uh, hopefully he roosters. knows. Dead roosters hanging up on, a, on the clothesline out the back. Hopefully he knows uh, who to pick in this next game. Uh, Raiders versus Knights. Let's go with you, Principal. Uh, yes, he's, he's still going to be fed this week, and that's he's good, decided to take the Raiders. <laughs> All right. Good boy, he's Raiders. Yeah, uh, Raiders. got Raiders as well. Raiders. All right, and then Bulldogs, West nice Tigers. Horrible. Jeez, I don't know. I'm on yeah. the doggies. Uh, Principal? I'm on the doggies. Uh, we're going oh, Tigers. Okay. I'm going Bulldogs, and then I will make West Tigers for you. Uh Wow, the dogs are actually favourites. That's going to be the first time this year. I was just thinking that, but I mean, aren't they like 15th and 16th like on the ladder? So, well, West Tigers are a little uh, bit... Actually, the Titans yeah, are so last now, aren't they? The 15th and 13th, so... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, it's a real battle of the heavyweights. Yeah. Uh, yeah, sure. All right. Don't worry about that second versus fourth on Friday night. Yeah. Third, you know what? 15, to be honest, I reckon this, the, the Tigers Bulldogs game is probably going to be a pretty good game, even the match for once. You know, it'll be um, good yeah, good it won't be as you know one sided as normal. Uh, well, that brings us to the end of this episode of Pub Talk Rugby League. If you've stuck around this long, good on you. Uh, you know what you're getting, and uh, we'll bring you more of this next week. So thanks for listening, and we'll see you all next week. Bye. Do they know what they're getting? I didn't even know what we got this week, but yeah, we'll, we'll be back again. Bye. <laughs>